You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. This is the Dan Patrick Show. He's Tony Baselli, former Jags offensive lineman. Tony Baselli was diagnosed with the coronavirus. You were going to do a PSA. What would you say? Yeah, I'd say this. It's real. The odds are that if you're my age or younger or even a little bit older and you're healthy, that, yeah, the odds are you're going to be okay. And it'll be a minor cold or flu and you'll never even go to the hospital. But there's a chance you're going to have, like me, and a chance even you're going to have worse than me. And if you want to roll those roll the dice on your own life that's your business but now they time to think about other people bringing you the biggest guests and best interviews albert breer patriots cutting cody kessler means what i think it means they probably draft one they like stidham they give him a shot but they just kind of keep throwing darts at the dartboard broadcasting from the mercedes man cave this is dan patrick welcome to the program it's hour one on this tuesday and there's hope there's hope sports-wise. We'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. Glad you're part of the program. If you're watching, if you're listening, if you're tweeting, if you're emailing, all the above. Glad to have you on board for the next three hours or as long as you can stay. Peter King from NBC Sports will join us coming up in about 15 minutes. We'll talk about the virtual draft coming up. Damian Lillard of my Blazers will join us. Is he going to get involved in the virtual game of horse? He'll join us in the final hour of the program. Fritzy is at home, McLovin at home, Seaton at home. Paulie is about 15 feet away from me. And once again, a skeleton crew. We're uh, doing our best and trying to be smart about all of this and hope the, uh, that you're able to do this as well. You can watch the program if you like on youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick show. And we're averaging about somewhere between 90 and 100,000 people watching every day. So thank you for uh, tuning in, staying with us. You can also listen on our great radio affiliates, numbering 362 around the country. 60,000 votes yesterday, first 24 hours of the uh, Meet Friday songs. We're in the Mesquite 16 voting this week. (laughs) Vote early and often, then the Elite 8, A-T-E. We'll get to the final fork and then the championship game as well. The NFL sent a memo to teams yesterday informing them that this year's draft is going to be virtual. All the participants will be at home when they do this. Now, I was told yesterday that you probably are going to have some teams that will be able to go in, sanitize their facility because it's better than going to a hotel room or a Marriott, uh, you know, where you're in a lobby, a conference room or some other hotel. Uh, I don't know what the commissioner is going to do. We'll ask Peter King about this. What I heard is you'll probably go to ESPN and conduct the draft there. You're going to have the NFL Network and ESPN. They're going to uh, co-host the draft. I think you're going to have some of the hosts, Rich Eisen, maybe Trey Wingo. They might be at their home. Maybe Trey goes up to ESPN. Maybe Rich is at his home, and they try to do this collectively. There's a lot to be learned over the next two weeks, but that's coming up two weeks from Thursday that we're going to have this virtual draft. As you would expect, the Twitter had some fun with the announcement. I can't imagine Dave Gettleman, the Giants GM. He's a notoriously old-school GM. He's probably going to go, I don't know how to get on the Internet here. He'll have dial-up there. He'll be bringing in <laughs> you know, grandkids who will help him with this. You never know, but one draft can really set you up for a decade. Now, it can hurt you. 
Uh, hopefully, if you it, it hurts you, it's because of bad football opinions, not bad technology. But these are unprecedented times, no matter what lo- uh, walk of life you're in. And in about two weeks, we're going to witness the most unusual draft in NFL history. They will do a 30 for 30 on this draft coming up at some point. Guaranteed. This was brought up yesterday by yours truly, and that is what happens if there's hacking that goes into people spying on your calls with Zoom. Uh, John Harbaugh, the Raven, said it's a big concern every time I read something like in the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times that talks about how messed up Zoom is or some of these other deals I immediately texted to our IT people. And, you know, you're trying to do the best that you can. He also said that, uh, you know, you don't know how secure it is. The New York Rangers had a press conference introducing one of their draft picks recently, and somebody hacked in uh, using, you know, racial slurs with the uh, the hockey player that they drafted. So, you know, hacking into a team's draft room on Zoom, I don't know if somebody is going to be willing to do that, want to do that, uh, but you can't rule out anything here. Yeah, Paul. Could you go? Almost, I'm not kidding here. Could you go almost old school? Remember in the day, Dan, when you guys when you used to go to the draft and they would write the name of the player on a piece of paper and hand it to a person who would hand it to the commissioner and he would read that piece of paper in a little blue card. What if the coach from each team, when they wanted to take a player, they put Tua Tagovailoa and just hold it up to the screen? There's no middleman that you just hold the the and that's it. That's your final decision. You take a blue card with the team name on it and you put Tua and his last name. And you hold it up to the screen and the whole world knows. I think you're secure with that. I think the issue is going to be in the 15 minutes you're discussing who your pick is going to be. Hey, I got somebody who might be willing to come up and get this pick. Hey, let's decide here. Do we want Justin Herbert or do we want Tua? Or do we want to tackle here? Do we want to trade down? I think those are the conversations that you got to be worried about. I'm not worried about you once you get the pick and then if you want to put it up with a, you know, write it on a piece of cardboard and just say, here we go, we're taking, and then you put it up on the screen. Henry Ruggs, Jr. the third. But I think it's the conversation you're going to have. And then there's some teams that are going to go, okay, you know, Jerry Jones and his son are already together. They can do this from their home if they want to. You know, some teams, uh, you know, the Kraft family, uh, you know, you got Robert Kraft and his son together. How many of these teams can get together? How many people can you get in the same room together? Certain states, are they going to allow you to do this? How does this go wrong? Let me count the ways here. But we're going to have a draft because we need it, apparently. We got to have this. I would, I'm hoping that they move it back. I think it would be great if it was the middle of May. Like, once we get done with the draft, like, we don't care about the draft after the draft. We start looking at mocks for 2021. I would hope that we could stretch this out. I need programming, you know? We got to stretch this out till May 15th, and then we go, okay, let's talk about the draft for a little bit longer here. But there is not a lot of buzz with this draft. Even though there's, we don't have live sports, and this is going to be as close as we have to live sports. But when you think about the draft, Joe Burrow, consensus number one. What's the big the big question mark or question marks is, is somebody trading up? Who takes a chance on Tua? Who takes a chance on Jordan Love? Who takes a chance on Justin Herbert? You got a bunch of linemen in there. You do have some wide receivers. You got two from Alabama. You got C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. Those are top 15 players. 
But other than that, not a lot of buzz. Yeah, McLovin. I have a leftover question from yesterday. We were talking about Justin Herbert. Why does Justin Herbert feel unknown when he was right in front of our eyes for three years? He's like the wild card of this draft. But remember, we were evaluating him like two years ago. But I agree. I feel like he's a bit of a mystery. Well, I think he was there and he got a lot of hype. But then I think when people tuned in, they didn't see him live up to that. And then they sort of moved on. I also think... West Coast, Pac-12 quarterbacks, maybe not getting as much attention. They weren't an elite team as far as a top five team. You know, Sam Darnold got a lot of attention because USC is USC, but they were a very good team. Oregon, you know, they were spotty. At times they could be really good, and then other times you're like, they're kind of flat. And I think you were waiting to see something magical from Justin Herbert. You saw that in the Rose Bowl, but he did it with his legs, not his arm. Now, I still think that this is going to be a decision for the Miami Dolphins. If you said right now, who are you taking? They wouldn't know if they were taking Justin Herbert or Tua. In my opinion, I think that they're probably going to be split on this because you got a lot of the things with Tua that you're not quite sure about. Justin Herbert, you see what you have here. And I think they may look at Justin Herbert with more potential, more upside than Tua because you're always going to worry about Tua and these injuries. Always. Throughout his career, that will stay with him. And Justin Herbert is a great athlete. 4'6'40", we saw him use his legs. He's a big guy. He fits, he checks all the boxes with the measurables. But you just don't know how good he is under pressure. How good is he going to be at picking up offenses? You know, the nuance of playing that position. That's the big question mark that he's going to have. But he sort of comes in where you go, now, old school, that's the guy you would look at and go, let's take him number one overall. Because he's Matt Stafford. He just fits in with, that's how the quarterback looks and throws. That's that's the guy you want. Yeah, Paul. You know, I'm really curious about with the draft is how the athletes who are drafted, their viewing party or their home life is going to be. They're not going to be on a couch with 20 family members mm-hmm. with what's going on now. Are they going to be in the backyard with mom 20 feet over here, dad 30 feet over here? There's grandma way in back, the whole thing. I don't know how you do a, view, a viewing party, a draft party, but it, it it's going to be sort of calm. You know, it's not an excitement there. A lot of times you'll see that draft pick. He's surrounded by his family and they're crying because he got drafted and it's the great moment, best moment of his life. I don't think you're going to have those moments there. But it's going to be pretty sterile. Yeah, McLevin. I'll bet you you're going to see a million sponsorships. Every draft pick is going to have some sign behind him. Well, I, yeah, I understand that. Headphones, whatever, you're going to have. Uh, is he going to be drinking something? Yeah, you're going to have a shirt on with product placement there. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. But, you know, there's going to be a team that screws it up. They're going to have something on their screen. They're going to leave something in the background. There's going to be a piece of paper sitting on a desk that, you know, you won't think much of it, but we have that here. You you leave a piece of paper on your desk and you freeze and zoom on something. You could find some information. Okay, the team that's guaranteed to mess up the draft technically. Not football-wise, just technically. The Cleveland Browns or the field? What do you think? (laughs) I'd like to throw the Raiders in there for some reason. I feel like that's going to be a real circus. The Raiders have... Technical difficulties written all over him. If Gruden was running it as far as setting up the technology, Mayock strikes me as a guy who probably knows what he's doing, you know, technology What does IT mean? <laughs> I, I need some more IT. Get me the IT, boys. I like E.T. E.T. is good. That's a good movie. It. 
I saw that movie. Yes, McLovin. Doesn't don't the Cleveland Browns have all those nerds around? All those Harvard guys and the sabermetric guys. They have like Sachi. Well, he's gone, but Johnny Podesta, they Paul D. Podesta. They should figure this out. The Vikings are the one. Remember they scored oh, yeah. the actual draft? Yeah, and they couldn't get their pick. In? <laughs> no. <laughs> I still think they're going to give them more time for the first. They should give these teams more time for the, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, because that's when it's going to be rapid fire with maybe five minutes in between picks. That's when you can make mistakes. Yeah, McLovin. How much time does TV need to get their packages and stuff ready? Do they need a minute in advance? Uh, as far as what well, they're going to know. I mean, they're going to, did, yeah, they're going to be able to probably well, have somebody it. help them. When you did the NBA draft, don't you? Doesn't TV get one minute to prepare the package so they know the pick before it's announced? I thought that's how it worked. Well, you know, if you got the control center at ESPN, I mean, they're used to doing this. That's not going to be an issue. They'll just be like, "Hey, uh, the Lions are on the clock. Who are they going to take? Uh, Jeff Okuda of Ohio State or somebody else? They're going to have that video and they'll just punch it and then it'll go in." So they'll be, okay. yeah, the, I, I don't worry about that. I worry about the teams, not the mothership or the NFL network, unless they're understaffed and you can't get enough people there. But I, I, I think they're going to be fine. It's every, it's all the other teams. Are they going to be able to have t- modern technology and, you know, the quality of that and making sure that everybody's comfortable doing it? It's a whole new world here for these teams. Absolutely. John in Indianapolis joins us on the topic. Hi, John. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan, uh, 64210. You guys talk, just talked about how difficult it will be this year for all those players to have their draft party at home, and I really I feel for them. But think about what uh, those players are missing by not being on site as part of the show. So now that the NFL has announced that the draft is going to be done as a studio production, uh, I, I have a few things that the ESPN producers should really consider to make this year's draft feel as close as possible to what we as fans have come to love, you know? Oh, I think we're going to be jonesing for anything here. I, I don't think – I would tell anybody who was working on this from the you know technical side at ESPN or NFL Network or ABC, just make it clean. No bells, no whistles, clean. Because there's going to be a lot of forgiveness on Twitter. If you're worried about Twitter, there will be a lot of forgiveness because you're trying to do the best that you can under these circumstances. I don't think you try to stretch the boundaries. You know, it's my philosophy with what we do on YouTube – I tell the big German, just make it clean. That's all. No bells, no whistles. And he's really good at doing that. Actually, I think we had no audio to start the show. <laughs> I know what I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have any audio. I just I just found that out. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna blame anybody under these circumstances, but the big German probably screwed up there. But uh hey, we move on, we forget. And we forgive. We don't forget till after the show. All right, uh, got a poll question, McLovin. Okay, are you more or less likely to watch this draft because of the setup? Um, no, it doesn't. It doesn't affect if I'm more willing. I'm going to watch it no matter what. Right. Maybe non-sports fans would. Maybe because you just you're curious is how you're going to be able to pull this off. I think that would be the interesting part of this. But no, I I don't. I guess I'm looking more I'm I'm looking forward to it more than normal just because we don't have anything to talk about and this is considered live sports but you know the the technology part of this 
not that I'm rooting for somebody to screw it up, but it would be kind of interesting to see how you're able to react in real time if something like that happens. Yes, Todd? There is a train wreck curiosity involved with that for sure. And with this bombing thing, what uh, embarrassing moments could happen during the course of the draft. Yeah, I think there's the potential for that. But I'm just curious what the commissioner does. If the commissioner goes up to ESPN or does he stay at home? I'm wondering. Yeah, Paul. This draft still has a long way to go to catch up with Laramie Tunsil in the draft about six years ago. <laughs> when eight minutes before first pick of the draft, a video is leaked of him smoking weed and in a gas mask. He's a top 10 pick at the offensive tackle out of Ole Miss. That's the weirdest draft story of all time. And there's a long way to go to catch that one. Is that the strangest? Oh, oh definitely. See, definitely. I mean, it, it's so far above. The guy's sitting there in the room. And Rich Eisen is there, and Trey Wingo's there, and all the guys, and they don't know. But we at home on no. social media know that Larry Tunsil's just been outed for having a gas mask full of weed uh, smoke <laughs> on his face. The guy's it was going to be like the fifth pick of the draft. A big smile. It takes it off. He's like, ooh. Baked as hell. And the fact that they had the picture is the key. Because if they said, oh, you know, hey, by the way, uh, you know, he, you, he would smoke pot with a gas mask on, you go, okay. All of a sudden, you see that where he takes the mask off, like he's some superhero. <laughs> where he, he just takes it off to say, "Weed man." Yeah. <laughs> and just like Paul was saying, that we're all watching this on our phones, right? We're watching this video of the dude pulling off the gas mask. It's hilarious. It's unbelievable. It's just the funniest thing ever. And you're waiting for TV to catch up. You're just like, when are they going to say something? They have to acknowledge that this video is happening, and just that sort of real time. Watching it all play out was just unbelievable. And then, and I've been in the situation before where you're not quite sure if you can go with something because social media doesn't have the same standards as ESPN or the NFL Network, and you're going, wait, is this real? Like, let, let's take a break here. Is this real? And, and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, there's a, it's a cautionary tale where you don't want to put that out there and hurt somebody by, you know, trying to make sure that you're getting out in front of the other network that's carrying this. I still think the fact that the Vikings didn't get their pick in, that was pretty amazing. For a first-round draft pick, that was pretty amazing. Maybe not Laramie Tunsil level, but it was pretty amazing where you go, they're not, they're not going to get their pick. They're not going to get their pick in. We'll have something. There'll be a glitch in this. you know. And the New England Patriots select... <laughs> And then it goes down. You go, wait, what? Who do, who do, who, who'd they take? And then you have that test pattern that comes up. All righty. This program brought to you by LegalZoom. No matter what happens, you want to make sure you take care of your loved ones. That's why LegalZoom has made it easy to set up the right estate plan without leaving your home. Take care of your family today with the right estate plan at LegalZoom.com. Peter King will join us coming up. We'll talk about this virtual draft and what he thinks uh, is going to happen over the next couple of weeks as we get ready for this. So, Peter, talk uh, about that coming up in a little bit. We'll also talk about baseball. Baseball's talking about maybe May. I hate when commissioners try to set a time frame here. I know that we want sports to come back. Golf is, you know, we British Open was canceled, but you have other events that are postponed. The Masters coming back in November. There's hope of sports coming back. I thought that the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, did the right thing last night. He just said, hey, I'm not going to do this every day and give you an update on when I think we're coming back. 
I'll address this in May. And that's the right decision to make. Don't do it every day. Don't cave into pressure. Be smart with this. Let these things... Where we are now and where we're going to be in a week from now or two weeks from now could be light years difference. It could feel like we're a month away from something like this. Six weeks away from something like this. Now you're talking about people are saying next year's NBA season could be delayed, which I think is going to happen. Uh, next year's you know college football season. Are we going to have it in stadiums? Are you going to have fans there in the state? Like, what are we going to do? We don't know. But when you start to say, hey, we're looking at uh, having a college football season, you know, take the cautionary approach is the best approach for this. It really is. Because you've seen where these commissioners say things, then they have to come back and say, you know what? We're not, not able to have baseball in April. Not able to have NBA coming up in May. Let it play out. Give it a little breathing room. Give yourself the element of error there. The margin of error needs to be included in this. All right, Peter King joins us coming up. It's 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Simply safe home security. With all the uncertainty in the world, feeling safe at home has never been more important. And that's why I want to tell you about Simply Safe Home Security. Longtime friends of the Dan Patrick Show, and for good reason, Simply Safe has made it easy to finally get comprehensive protection for your home. There's no technician. There's no salesperson. You'll get this. It'll be shipped to your home or office, and you set it up yourself. It'll take you less than an hour. You get 24-7 protection, emergency dispatch for break-ins, for fire. It's about 50 cents a day is what it costs you. And uh, we're not only fans of Simply Safe. U.S. News & World Report named Simply Safe, quote, the best overall home security of 2020. I wouldn't have my name attached to a product that I didn't believe in. And Simply Safe... We have been partners with them for 10 years now. Head to simplysafedan.com and my listeners get free shipping, 60-day risk-free trial. It's simplysafedan.com to make sure that uh, they know that you listened to the show and we sent you there. From Simply Safe and all of us here, wishing you safety and good health. Simplysafedan.com. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Once again, you can vote on Meet Friday songs. We're at the Mesquite 16 stage. 60,000 votes yesterday, the first 24 hours. McLovin, what poll question are we going to go with? Then we'll check in with Peter King. Okay, I want to go baseball, and I could save it, but there are some uh, rule change proposals for a possible Arizona league okay. that we all love. And I was going to ask people, if you could have one of these changes permanently, which one would it be? You, you know want what? To hear Let, them now? No, I want to hold off on that because that's a whole segment where I want to talk about baseball, trying to come back, what they're going to do in Arizona, what they can do, what are some of the hurdles there, and some of the things that are proposed with what they're going to do when they bring baseball back. So what else do you okay. have? I was going to start with two questions for the NFL. One, are you concerned about cybersecurity, yes or no? And the other one, are you more or less likely to watch because of the virtual setup? Which one do you want to run with? Uh, I don't know if people are concerned about somebody hacking into a Zoom uh, stream. I think all four of us are looking forward to it tremendously. To be, we've <laughs> well, been talking behind I, the scenes. I don't know if you're going, boy, I'm going to tune in just because I want to see somebody hack into somebody's war room. Yes, Paulie. I, I think I want to see a GM getting ready. Like he's discussing something with Trey Wingo. You know, we really needed offensive tackle to shore up our line. Then all of a sudden, a German Shepherd comes running in and just tears the place apart. <laughs> That's I want a little comedy. 
The Buccaneers will unveil their new uniforms today at 1 o'clock. Now, we talked to Bruce Arians, uh, what was it, a week ago or two weeks ago, and I said, you got to bring back the creamsicle. I mean, Brady will look great in that uniform. And he said, once they allow us to have the, the two-tone helmets, like a, the optional helmet, then I think that they're going to bring those back. Peter King, NBCSports.com, the NFL columnist in Football Morning in America. Good morning, Pete. How are you? Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm doing okay. No complaints here. Uh, any thoughts on pushing back the draft, or do you think it's full speed ahead? Uh, no, they're going to do the draft. Um, they've gone too far to push it back. And uh, I also think because they're going to have this you know, as I wrote yesterday in my column, there's going to be a telethon element associated with this draft. So <clears throat> I think they're going to uh, sort of combine this telethon for COVID-19 relief along with the draft and uh, do it that way. But no, I don't see them pushing it back, Dan. Well, help me understand that telethon part of this. Uh, are we going to have marquee players answering phone calls you know that i don't know that i don't know i think it'll probably be mostly online but who knows okay maybe they will have a phone bank of people but the one the one thing i do know about it is i think it's going to have players coaches uh, and a lot of former players involved uh you know the nfl i i do know this is is uh because it's going to be a weird year to get players involved in this the NFL uh, has already arranged to send out 50 little portable cameras that players will set up uh, to basically record themselves getting calls from from general <laughs> managers and coaches and all that uh, when they're picked. So that is going to be part of this. Dan, this is all going to be weird. The fact that, that, you know, as I reported, NFL Network and ESPN are likely to be doing a combined telecast, you know, uh, you know, cats and dogs working together there a little bit, you know, Rich Eisen, Trey Wingo and Daniel Jeremiah and, 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 and all the ESPN guys, you know, Kuiper and all those guys. So it's all going to be very different this year. There'll be a 30 for 30 on this draft one day. That's what Chris Ballard, the Colts general manager said to me. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, he said, yeah, they're going to do a 30 for 30 on this draft. Be fascinating. But you start to look at this and being I, – I, I'm okay if they want to do the draft if everybody can do their job leading up to the draft. That, it, you know, I don't want to force this into, you know, hey, we're going to hold the draft no matter what. It, you know, is everybody going to be able to do what they would normally do or come close no. to that? Yeah. See that? I don't – I mean, how would you like to be the team that – is picking Tua Tonga-Valoa in this draft. Mm-hmm. Not only did Tua have three injuries, significant injuries, in his last 13 months of playing football, two ankles, one hip, but now no team doctor can, you know, let's say it's the Dolphins, let's say who the team that's been linked to him mostly, the Dolphins want to pick him. So your team doctor and your orthopedist normally on a player like that, he would spend a day with the Dolphins doctors and medical staff 
go they'd be going over everything. He'd be spending half a day uh you know sitting with uh Chan Gailey and uh and and the and the coaching staff. Obviously Brian Flores they can't do any of that. Yeah. They can be on a Zoom video conference or FaceTime with him for an hour. You know, and and so this is Dan I you know, Mike Tannenbaum said last week he thought it'd be irresponsible for any team to pick uh, two in the top ten. I'm not sure I'd go that far, but you're putting your your career on the line, basically, if you pick a guy with a significant injury history, because if that injury history flares up again, all of a sudden you're going to be the village idiot. Yeah, and I wonder if all of a sudden Justin Herbert becomes more attractive to the Dolphins yes. be- because – he checks all the boxes here. He's healthy, and he's these injuries follow these players when they go from college to the pros. We've seen this with you know Sam yeah. Bradford, like a lot of these guys. The injury trail continues, and that might scare off the Dolphins if you're going to be picking that high and looking for a franchise quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you just don't know. The key, though, the the good thing for the Dolphins, quite honestly, is when you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know you've got a guy who's good enough to handle it for a year if he has to. And look, I don't care what quarterback you picked. If he's got the most pristine uh, medical exam of any player in history, you know, can you imagine Joe Burrow without any offseason program other than one that he is staring at his laptop, you know, doing it that way, and, and, and then maybe having a very abbreviated training camp. Imagine him playing opening day if there is an opening day. I mean, it's that's one of the reasons why. I, I mean, I've, my operating theory is I don't necessarily think it's any guarantee the Bengals are getting rid of Andy Dalton. Why would you? Yeah. You might need him. Yeah, I wondered about that too. That it might make sense. And certainly, if I'm drafting Tua, I'm not looking at you know playing Tua in that first year. Like I would, I would use caution with him. And if you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, that's why you kept him. I would just say, you're our quarterback, Tua. We're going to bring him along as slowly as possible. And you don't have to kind of throw him in there and say, all right, sink or swim for this team. But we're talking to Peter King from NBC Sports. And, of course, football morning in America. Where's the commissioner going to be on draft nights? I'd be surprised now if he wasn't in his house in Bronxville, New York, doing the picks from there. I mean, if you're asking every one of your employees, you're asking Chris Greer of the Miami Dolphins to have three first-round picks, this will be the biggest night of Chris Greer's executive career. And he's got to do it alone sitting in his house, being connected uh, by Zoom or WebEx or whatever they use uh, to, and to all other employees on the Dolphins. You're asking all these people to do this stuff from their homes and you're not in your house, it'll look not too good. I think I think Roger Goodell is going to have to have his uh, a little camera set up in his house, um, which is the easiest thing in the world, half the free world. If you, if you watch any news network now, yeah. you see all these people, hey, they look pretty good on their, on their remote camera. That's because everybody's got what basically got what Peter King has. He's got a spare room in his apartment in Brooklyn, and they and NBC came in and set up a camera. So when I'm on TV, it looks like there's a great setup there, and it's and it's fine. So I, I would be I'd be surprised now if Roger Goodell wasn't in his house. I don't know anything, but 
that is that would be my strong recommendation. And by the way, as I wrote yesterday in my column, I can tell you that there are TV people who really want Roger Goodell in his house uh, because that's setting an example for the rest of America, quite honestly. Yeah, that's a good point. I still don't understand why the Panthers got rid of Cam Newton or the way they got rid of Cam Newton. Is there any other information about this? It just seems like there's some unanswered questions there. Well, I'll try to read the tea leaves, even though obviously this has been a very well-guarded secret. It's no secret that Cam Newton wanted some sort of commitment. He said so in either an Instagram or Twitter post that he wanted a commitment from the Panthers. So this is a team that's got a new coach who's probably never barely met Cam in his life. Uh, he got a new offensive coordinator uh, who comes from the Saints school. Uh, who's 30 or 31 years old. He's a young guy. They're trying to build something for the long haul. Dan, I, the only way I would not have given Cam Newton a contract extension in Carolina because I don't know what he is right now. The last year and a half, he's not been Cam Newton. He's been injured. So I would really want to see him, and I'd want to see if he worked in whatever offense we were going to run. So just my gut feeling, I think that they probably said we'd rather get a quarterback to build with for the long haul who health-wise and in our scheme we're comfortable with. Ergo, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, that, but I, I guess Cam Newton's healthy, though. Didn't he get a didn't he get medical clearance here? Yes, but even last year at the start of training camp, go back to what he told me late last July, and that is that he was learning how to be a different quarterback. You know, he had great respect for guys like Peyton Manning and stuff who kind of reinvented themselves with maybe a lesser arm late in their careers. And so he talked to me openly about being kind of being a different player and welcoming, you know, playing the position maybe a little bit differently, uh, not putting himself in harm's way as much. So, I, again, I don't doubt that he's healthy, but, uh, you know, in my opinion, being healthy and being handed $150 million bucks over five years yeah. are two different things. I, I don't, Dan, I don't know what Cam Newton is right now. Yeah, if he's going to be a pocket passer, then I don't want him. Uh, if he has that ability to be anywhere near what he once was, then I could see the fascination there or curiosity. But um, I, I was just curious about, you know, could, could he have stayed there? That's a good there? question. I don't, I, don't know. I don't think any of us know. And the other problem is, Dan, when are you going to be able to see yeah. Cam Newton? When is, I mean, when is Matt Rule going to be able to run him through drills? When, August? So it's all, this is all such a mystery. I don't, I don't blame the Panthers. I don't blame anybody. I mean, they got a new coach. They got to set themselves up for the long haul. I don't blame them that they're not, uh, that they don't want to get married to Cam Newton before they even go out on a date. I saw where Hard Knocks is looking at both the Rams and the Chargers. If they're able to have a training camp on time, what do you know? I don't know a damn thing about it. That's the first I've heard of it. I don't know anything. Dan, you know what? I just got to tell you this. I wrote 11,455 words yesterday, okay? And there are 10 things that I didn't talk about, didn't discuss that I could have. I mean, there is more 
happening now in the NFL than there is in a heavy regular season week. It's just, it's insane. There's nothing, all, all these sports talk shows, all of your shows, honestly, I hate to say it because it's great for the NFL. I'm not trying to shill for them, but it should be all NFL all the, all the time. Well, that in baseball in Mar- in May in Arizona, <laughs> that, that'll be weird. Four and a half months of every baseball game in surprise Arizona. And, you know, I don't know. It's, that's a pretty weird thing, too. So, yeah, you're allowed to talk about that, too, but there's, there's, there's an awful lot going on in the NFL. And I look, hard knocks is about the 440th thing on my mind. <laughs> but I will say this. If I were hard knocks, I'd pick a team right now and I would start the cameras rolling. I mean, I wrote yesterday in my column, you know, I, fo- I followed the Indianapolis Colts basically last week virtually. You know, Chris Ballard is is having uh, Zoom meetings with 19 scouts uh, from his basement. And, and, you know, with scouts all over the country spread out because they can't meet personally. This is an incredibly fascinating time in NFL history. I, I, I mean, all of it is so – and this draft is going to be incredibly interesting. How it comes out, how it comes off whether the NFL ends up giving people more time for their picks, how trades get worked out. It's just, I just think the whole time is fascinating. Peter, thank you. Thank you for being Peter King. All right, Dan, all the best (laughs) to you. Take care. Peter King, uh, football morning in America. Hey, what do you think of uh, Hard Knocks, Chargers? Oh, I don't care about that. I just heard about it. I don't care about that. Uh, He loves, he loves what he does. There were times when we would be in the New York man cave and he would write all night Sunday night and we'd have him come in on Monday morning, no sleep. He'd have shorts, he'd have a sweatshirt on and a baseball cap and he'd come in and he was just groggy, but he did it. Uh, Peter King. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come back. The all decade team, interesting picks, interesting snubs. We'll talk about that. And uh, phone calls, we'll settle on a poll question. Got a great play of the day 12 years ago today. That's coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Play of the day. Check this out. Kansas has made only two threes on the night. They must make one here to extend the game. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it for two seconds. Unbelievable. Dozier at midcourt for the championship. No, we're going to overtime in San Antonio. 12 years ago today, Mario Chalmers hitting the game-tying three that sent the national title game between Kansas and Memphis into overtime, and uh, Chalmers winning the most outstanding player Memphis uh, runner-up title later vacated due to Derrick Rose's SAT. John Calipari left for Kentucky after that. This is the uh, Super Mario video game theme song, courtesy of CBS. That's our play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by LegalZoom. No matter what happens, you want to make sure your loved ones are taken care of. That's why LegalZoom has made it easy to set up the right estate plan without leaving your home. Take care of your family today with the right estate plan, LegalZoom.com. I'm looking at the all-decade team. 2010s 
And I don't know if there's any real snub. A couple of people mentioned that Drew Brees should be on there, maybe instead of Aaron Rodgers. But uh, Tom Brady is on there. Marshawn Lynch and LaShawn McCoy, your backfield on offense. Adrian Peterson also in there. So three running backs, your wide receivers, Calvin Johnson, Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, Julio Jones also in there. All right. Your special teams guy, Darren Sproles. Um, J.J. Watt is on here, too. Julius Peppers and Dominic and Sue made it. Chandler Jones, Luke Keekley, Patrick Peterson. Tyron Matthew is on here. So this is the all-decade team. Yeah, Paul. I was looking at that list, and it seems like they're all Hall of Famers, but if I had to say which guys on this list are not going to the Hall of Fame, the one that jumps out would be, on offense, wide receiver. Antonio Brown? Yeah, because of the yeah. current situation. But there's a couple of guys on defense who might not be going to the Hall. Well, Gronk is on there as well. I left out Frank Gore. Frank Gore, they, so they picked four running backs. They picked four wide receivers. Is Ndamukong Sue going to the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Chandler Jones not going to the Hall of Fame. Keekley might go to the Hall of Fame. Oh, he's... All right, McLevin? Keekley's definite. Oh, he's... I think, I think Antonio Brown is likely to... You're not, I mean, supposed to, you're not supposed to factor in off the field. That's not supposed to factor in. But was he a good team player? He derailed his own career and his teammates. Um, with Pittsburgh, certainly with Pittsburgh at the end of his career. Yeah, McLevin. Can you compare him to Terrell Owens? No, Terrell Owens, far better. Terrell Owens got crazy numbers. I mean, you can say, was he, you know, we like to say, was he a cancer to the Philadelphia Eagles, he still did come back in the Super Bowl with a broken leg and had one. I mean, I, I can, I can, I have problems with some of the stuff with Terrell Owens, but those numbers are just too good to ignore. I, I, I actually think he's underrated. I, I think people have turned against him because of his, his personality. I really do. I think he's underrated, but. Uh, Calais Campbell, not a Hall of Famer. Uh, Julius Peppers is. Geno Atkins isn't. Bobby Wagner is going to be a Hall of Famer. Von Miller be a Hall of Famer. Patrick Willis, borderline Hall of Famer, maybe. Uh, Patrick Peterson, Darrell Rivas, Hall of Famer. Richard Sherman, Hall of Famer. Earl Thomas. I said a couple of years ago that he was, but I don't know how much is left with Earl Thomas. Um, you know, because Richard Sherman had a second career here. Uh, Eric Weddle, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Chris Harris Jr., Tyron Matthew. Your uh, special teamer is Steven Guskowski. Uh, Justin Tucker is a Hall of Famer. Uh, Johnny Hecker, is Johnny Hecker as, as a punter? Or Shane <laughs> Leckler, they're going to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Devin Hester, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> we'll talk baseball. Bob Nightingale from USA Today, longtime baseball writer. What's he think about some of the possibilities here of baseball coming back? And everybody is in Arizona. Is it possible to do something like that? And Damian Lillard, is he going to take part in the virtual game of horse? He'll join us coming up as well.